it is official. Morelia Monarcas have handed over the keys to Mazatlan. How do you guys feel about that? I'm I'm so I'm sad. I'm sad for Morelia fans. It hit me in the field when I saw that dude crying in his car. And um but also on the other hand, uh Mazatlan seems like a nice little destination to go to the beach and visit and do a little tourist stuff while we catch a game or something. <laughs> so my selfish I, attitude might like it actually. I think Morelia fans they should have seen it coming. Like the writing was on the wall. Um, especially with you know when, when Azteca takes over ownership and they never really did much with the team. And then they go and they get Atlas and they seem like to be putting all their marbles into Atlas just because of, of the team, the venue and and whatnot. Um but but I think that's something that fans should have been fighting for since a long time ago. Uh, you know, just, just been trying to get proper owner, you know, people that care for the team, not just using it as some type of pawn. Um, I, th- I think it's crazy. So I do think, yeah, sorry to interrupt. So I, so I do think that the, the whole thing of, as Morelia fans, they should have known for a long time. It's very similar with Veracruz. They haven't had proper ownership for a long time. They had Curi, and Curi was mainly using Veracruz as like, you know, because he was tied with politics. So it was like, if you vote for my party, we will stay in the city. If not, we'll leave. We'll go somewhere else. The, 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 so like, if you want first division in Veracruz, vote, vote pre um, and that's that's kind of where it was at, and so um, you know, Veracruz disappearing and, and all that. It was no. It just I'm not surprised, and for Morelia, same same. Just because Terrasteca never seemed like they cared much. The. The craziest part is today was the first day where they uh, like they took Morelia's Twitter account and they just changed it, <laughs> changed the name. But they kept the, they kept the followers. And their first tweet, their first tweet was, "Quien se quiere quedar en el barco, bienvenidos a bordo. Quien no, favor de tirarse por la borda." So for those that don't speak <laughs> Spanish, they said, you know, for those oh, that want to. Stay on the boat. Welcome aboard. If not, feel free to jump up, jump over the bridge. <laughs> Man, that that was surprised me. Like, why would if you're a new club, why would you want to keep the old fans? Um, I couldn't stand if it was just a change of name, dude. That but is... they changed the venue. It's so why would they expect the Morelia faithful to want to like? All of a sudden, you know. It's because then they don't have to grow their own fan base. They kind of just. Yeah, but it's they, it's so they, easy to. They yeah. pulled a sneaky sneak on everybody. You know, you just woke up and all of a sudden, hey, who? what's Mazatlan FC? Who, who are they? And it's just like, you can tell that there's like, 
like they don't give a fuck sorry for my french but they clearly do not care like they know that they did the fans dirty and they're just like yeah if you don't like it then leave yeah that sucks man that's it's terrible man it's it's like wow like you're not even gonna yeah that's adding insult to to injury no empathy, no no f's given. Just like, yeah, this is what this is who we are, and if you don't you like know it, what? leave. You know, you know what? Like I said, and I was, I was, I was, because it's one of the things that that like um, the whole moving around, moving teams around, because um, Atlante, well, Querétaro is is pretty much be the next one, and I believe that. The Atlante president is now the new Querétaro president, and I think that there's very strong rumors oh, that man. that yeah that they're gonna take Atlante back to Mexico City and they're gonna use a Querétaro franchise. It's crazy. So they they might just yeah. We we talked about this so, last week that like there was a possibility mm-hmm. of this happening. Yeah, well, with the president now, you know. Uh, making that switch, it, it's just picking up more, more steam. But uh, you know, like in, like so in the nineties, they started moving the teams around. Um, you know, sending sending the Caxa to Aguascalientes, Atlante to Cancun, and whatnot. And um, <clears throat> these were kind of Televisa's teams, and I guess Televisa was trying to like just decentralized the, the the league because it was you know for a long time all of these teams in Mex City and in and, and, you know in the Jalisco area I guess they wanted to spread them all out from coast to coast and um, I don't think it worked as they thought it was but I, I think they went about it the wrong way you know just just shipping off a team and, and thinking that it was gonna it was going to work because most often than not, what we saw was that the visiting team would have more fans, you know, especially if it was one of the, you know, the big, the big five or whatever. Um, but, but now I, I don't think this is the league trying to like making these moves. I think this is something that I've talked a lot about here before. Uh, lack, lack of like investors. Yeah. You know, so I I think it's more like the clubs or the club owners, not even just franchise, I should say franchise owners, uh, just looking for the money. And if so, like, so with, for example, with, with Mazatlan, we know that the city of Sinaloa is, they built a new stadium for them. And I'm guessing they must have donated land, you know, for training and, and whatnot, you know, offices and all that. Uh, Youth Academy, I'm guessing, they they did all that. And and so with Atlante, I don't know. I think little by little we'll know the the details there. Yeah. But Tom Marshall, you know, Atlante uh, makes... He he said, don't don't be surprised if this this actually goes through, like, seriously. Yeah, but I mean, Mexico is such a big venue... Uh, 
And I think the problem was with some of these teams, like Necaxa, for example, they should have not been playing at Azteca. That's just too big of a stadium for them. And and they should have had it's their a, own small venue. I would I would say Necaxa's bigger than Atlante, no? As far as like mm, as as far as about like the, the same. about the uh, well, I mean, because in the nineties they picked up a pretty good following because yeah. they had a pretty Luis good Hernandez, team with Cuauhtemo, yeah, Aspe, I think. Yeah, but that that was just short lived, you yeah, know. Obviously, once you know, but uh, they were never able to capitalize much off of that. Uh, but but I do feel like. They should take a page, and I know I know a lot of our listeners are going to hate this. <laughs> take a page from uh, MLS, where they were building small stadiums, 20K stadiums. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. well, you know, it's, 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 it's effective in that if you're, look, if you're in the Coxa, you're playing at a 90K, it was at one point 100, 100 or 110K. Stadium and you're putting you're pulling in twenty. I mean, you're not making that much money. You're probably losing money. There's, there's small stadiums you know? all over Mexico, though, man. There's small. I know that's me, but but that's not and... Yeah, but like, but I'm saying in Mexico City because Necaxa is a Mexico City team, and I felt they should have had their own stadium. And I think, yeah. you know, so so when you have smaller venues like twenty k, um, it's just easier to maintain. Yeah. Less staff you gotta hire for upkeep and all that. Plus, it can it can it can become a very intimidating atmosphere and and, and as place. well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at LAFC. You know, their stadium's only twenty k, well, but their fan base is and, amazing. And uh, I feel yeah, like, that, I was here. Yeah, and I feel like I'm a, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, no, you go on. I cut you off, man. Oh, um. I, I talked about it in the last episode how in Buenos Aires they have over twenty seven stadiums in, in that city, over twenty seven teams. And it's a very, very small like population compared to like Mexico City. I'm like, how how is it not possible that Mexico City doesn't have at least like five to six like, you know, proper stadiums? Because I mean, from what I know, it's just Azteca, right? Azteca and uh, the Cruz Azul Stadium that's getting tore down and, and then you got unam's stadium yeah but the olympico which that's about which it. was in i think it was meant for the university yeah. uh for the olympics yeah and then it's just mainly used for soccer now but that's why they also have the track around it do you do you think uh all these like teams making their moves do you think this would have happened if it wasn't for covid you think like Teams just started to no, dry, I, dry up, and and that's why. No, it was it was on the wall because of Mazatlan. Yeah, people were talking about there's a stadium going up, and it looks first class, and it's like there's not even a team here, and nobody knew what was going on. Uh, they just knew that really a really nice stadium was being built. But but I mean, I'm glad you brought up LAFC because I think what they did, it's a good example of how you can make things work. And and so, even before the team came on board, they started with this whole grassroots to get fans into the team, and they started meeting with all these people to see like what you know what would they like in the. So by the time the team played its first match, it already had, you know, its its support groups, 
that they the the club um brought you know they brought him along through the whole process and I, I you know stuff like that you know putting in the work like that I think that that goes a long way instead of like we'll take over the Twitter account and hopefully we'll keep like what ten percent of whatever thinking that and you know this just typically uh, mix always trying to like cut corner but I, I I like what they did you know and they found they found a great area a great area for the stadium and so I mean all that all that's were very smart moves yeah and so that's, I, that's I do Twitter. yeah and I that's think Twitter. Atlantic could could do something similar you know like find an area in Defe where you could like do your grassroots get the people involved make a nice stadium there and and same with Necaxa if they do come back you know sembrar raíces instead of like you move into to the Aztec you know yeah, to the Templo Mayor and it's too, like it's too much that, a... that house is too big for you man yeah and it's like when uh, New England Revolution they play at the Gillette Stadium where the Patriots play and it's just embar- it's embarrassing because it's you know, it's such a it's a football stadium, and they they probably have like five, maybe ten thousand fans at well, most. Yeah, that was that was MLS in its first year. Um, mm-hmm. No, but they were playing still, in these football stadiums, and there. some of the so some of the teams yeah. because most of them have their own venues. But like Galaxy used to play at the Rose Bowl. Oh yeah. So even if they even if they had like fifteen twenty k, it looked empty just because. Yeah. Everyone was spread out in the Rose Bowl's Um It looked bad. Yeah, the, all the stadiums looked empty. You know what? And it just well, you know what's another team that says, "Hey, you know, while we're buying and trading Pokemon, I mean state teams, uh, Leone, uh, Leones Negros want to buy a team in the in the first division, and they're talking about uh, Atlas or Santos oh. or." <laughs> Uh, there was one no. more. There was three teams. I don't see Santos. Santos makes no damn sense. That's one of the yeah. most successful teams. Comarca Lagunera. Uh, I don't buy it. Atlas. Atlas is broke. Their coffers are empty, man. There's nothing there. <laughs> uh, Grupo Orlegi could just toss him away. They're like, this team is cursed. It's you like, know, yo, 50, hashtag AOV. How many years? <laughs> 1951, right? It was when they won the league. 1951, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Those... Wow. It truly was black and white. Their championship picture, man. Um, Goddamn. Yeah. Hey, this, well, they... this, this Mazatlan uh, Twitter account, whoever took it over, man, is savage, dude. There's this guy, <laughs> there's this guy named... Uh, I don't know if you know him, Alejandro Vela. <laughs> oh God! He's hate. He was talking some trash on the uh, on Mazatlan and like saying that there was that they're like a uh, uh, a bad novio, a bad boyfriend that's dumping the ex or whatever. And Mazatlan has came back firing at him, dude. Alejandro and Vela he said, needs to put the phone down. <laughs> you know who Alejandro Vela is? Carlos <laughs> Vela's brother. Yeah, that's that's who they said, He's man. Good. They said saludos, uh, saludos, hermano de Carlos Vela. They don't even call him by his name, man. He said, the, yeah, you're you're insignificant. <laughs> you're you're just Carlos Vela's brother, man. That's messed up. He's the poor man. He's the poor man's Carlos Vela, and uh, 
he and there's another he'll go on twitter and defend his brother <laughs> i'm like yo just let your brother speak for himself bro like you're just riding the coattails of his fame and success like Wait, yeah. but wasn't it during the gold cup one of the teams had a player that looked like like carlos vela they looked like twins yeah some i think you sometimes, guys don't remember that i think sometimes he'll he'll send his brother out to do interviews <laughs> You're like, oh man, I don't feel like talking. Go <laughs> pretend you're me. <laughs> oh yeah. I ran into no, him you when, don't he, when he was at LAFC. Uh, when I went to the LAFC game, uh, I saw him. He was holding the microphone, and I think he works for some outlet in Mexico. Alejandro. Huh? You ran into who? Alejandro Vela. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he's got he's got a Kobe Bryant. Uh, picture on his on his profile. Uh, so I guess he's in LA, man. Is, is Carlos paying his rent or something? Yeah, he's in LA because he, he goes he's, like every every game. He's like okay. he's like uh, Chicharro. Chicharro has that that ball headed guy. His uh, school. Oh god! Is... Oh god! <laughs> Alejandro's just there to uh, go to basketball games with. Hey, but that's his brother, man. Like, why wouldn't you like? Yeah. Bring him along. Heck yeah. You is, know, is he the one that lowered the is, is Alejandro the one that lowered the rim for Carlos Bella to to dunk the ball when he made that video? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, man. Oh man. He's like their trainer. He's like the team trainer or the No, that's messed up, man. So um uh... Or dude, he was he was not bad. I I remember him playing for Cruz Azul. Uh, he was sort of he had some skills. I think he played on the left or something. He's the only Vela that actually played for the first team for Chivas. Because Carlos never made his debut for Chivas. Oh uh, yeah. So will you say that now Mazatlan is the most hated team in in Mexico, or is it still America? Nah. It's still I mean, I mean, especially long-time fans, they've seen this already. They, they've seen this happen. Teams come and go. We've had uh, Toros Nesa. We've had Celaya. We had Colibris, Indios. Yeah, uh, but I don't think anyone... You name it, Tecos, so many teams, were man. These teams, it's... like... As old as Morelia, because they were founded in 1950. Older, dude. Uh, Irapuato, León. León left and came back. 1950, um, you know? man. I mean, it's not like they were like... That's know. not that old. 1950 is not that old, man. León was way older. Uh, Irapuato might be older, too. But that's not... You know, but... but uh, you know, just going back, the fact that they didn't have, like, a an owner that was, like, 100, 100% in... You know, dedicated to the team that that just told you anything, man. And I don't know if the the club or, or you know they ever try to find someone from the city, or even the city tried to like say, let's try to keep this here. You know, man, you were uh, kidding. Irapuato was founded in 1911. That's a from long the time. what your thing cut off. Oh. Uh, they were founded in 1911, Irapuato. Yeah, I told you. Irapuato was, yeah, wow. one of the 
they were there's, there's been some teams there's some way older teams that just disappeared Marte and whatnot Nicaxa is one of the oldest ones too uh, so there's and you know um, switching topics there are discussions about Repechaje coming back and it would be the 7th and 8th position teams versus the ninth and 10th how do you guys feel about that? And I just, I don't care. It, it just seems all fake to me because um, as long as you could keep buying your way back in, the whole relegation or repechaje just doesn't, does, it's, it seems pretty useless. Especially it seems because like they're desperate for money. It's uh, it's definitely, no, they're not desperate for, for money. That's just, yeah, it's just TV, man. I mean, that's a that's lot a of the teams to... in second division. Even if they go up to first, they can't compete. So eventually, they're only gonna last the season. They're only gonna last that, and then they're they're back down. Uh, Lobos Pua, good example of that. About, you're talking about repechaje for the league, yeah, right. You're talking about to get into Liguilla. Yeah. We're talking about Liguilla. We're talking about... Oh, I was yeah. confused, man. I was thinking the relegation because they used to have like a relegation playoff. I think it was like like the team that got relegated used to play against... The champion. I might be confusing leagues. Yeah. yeah. But you I have like two teams... About, uh, about you like... have two teams promoted, like the first place team went automatic and then like the second... The second, uh, yeah, that's like in England. They finished second. I don't know if they do that. They would play like they would play like a playoff against the the first division team. Yeah. No, this would be well, this, is, this, not, this is for Ligia, yeah, this, so they would do uh, seven and eight versus nine and ten. I don't know if they yeah. did it in Mexico. I got They did. They did do it in Mexico. They did yeah, it in Mexico see, like a few years ago for Ligia. When there was a tie, I think it was a tie, like when the eighth. No, no, not Liguilla. I know they've done it for Liguilla. I mean for for relegation. Oh, for relegation. Oh. No, for Liguilla, yeah, they used to do it all the time, yeah. It was when we had well, not all the time. instead of a, a league table, right? It was, it was, remember when the, when the league was, was gru- grupos and then it was like. Yeah, I remember. That, that's the whole super leader thing because yeah. each group had a leader. And then oh, out of yeah. all the leaders, the team with the most points was a super leader. And, and I always rage when I see it now and they call in a team super so, leader. And it's like, you're only two points from second place, dude. How is that a super uh-huh. leader? <laughs> For, oh. Two points from second and four points from eighth. And that's a super <laughs> leader. Do you know? Stop. So, I mean, yeah, so I, like lazy, lazy writers. So for me, if you're a, if you're a fan, like back in the day, or not back in the day, but we used to talk about Liguilla. Like, if do you want? Do you like Liguilla? Do you want the straight in EPL type of schedule, and the top team wins? Um, Liguilla is just there for more, for like more entertainment. Yeah, more well, for TV, fan based TV, more money. And if you're adding to it, then you just want more, more money than what you already get. So, Chaque is just the same thing, man. Right? Might as well put well, like, you know, a, you know what? The, like a larger the Liga- tournament. The Liga MX owners felt that that like Mexico fans that they would prefer the whole playoff system 
something like, because they were copying like NFL and also World Cup, because that's, that's around the times they started doing that, that whole, you know, group phase followed by playoffs. Uh, and so if you see going back to like the 70 World Cup and then 86, when they would just divide teams in World Cups and then playoffs. And also they felt that like the Mexico soccer fans would prefer that over a traditional long, long season. And it's, it's, they sort of got rid of all these cups that they used to play and then just focused on having playoffs, which kind of sucked. And now they're bringing back these cups and it's like, they're not taken serious. Copa MX and Supercopa and all that. And it's, kind of Mickey Mouse sometimes. I'll, I'll no. say this. Um, I'm not against repechaje. It reminds me of baseball where they have like the wild card teams. But if we're going to do, if we're going to allow 10 out of the 19 teams to have a chance at the playoffs, then the repechaje better be just a one, one game elimination, like no return leg. It's just the teams that are in seventh, eighth position, they get the home field advantage, and these teams at ninth and, and tenth position just have one game. They're on the road, and it's just the one and done. I think it would it would raise the stakes. It would make it a lot more entertaining, and um, it would get the the TV ratings what they want. You know what I mean? Because I think there's just more more excitement when it's just the one game. You know what I mean? Sometimes like you, I agree. Uh, you you play the first game on the road. Like that's not fair. You know what I mean? I get you get to close at home, but sometimes it's just more intense if it's just the one done game. Well, the, the odds, the odds of winning the series closing at home are greater than. Yeah, I. I but if we have all these cups, I prefer long season format, and then just you already. I mean, and then save like playoffs for the cup tournaments. But you already yeah. have. You already have CONCACAF, Copa MX, and then a potential Superliga, Super Cup with MLS. Yeah. That that I think if it becomes successful in the future, they could add South American teams, and then teams like like Boca River, Flamengo. You know, I think these I, big South American teams would. I think they would participate in it. For me, yeah, pretty soon. Pretty soon you're gonna have like all all the teams except two in the in the Liguilla. It's <laughs> yeah. gonna be so watered down. It's gonna be like the whole the whole season's gonna be worthless because it's all gonna be Liguilla. Yeah. Well, imagine, imagine if a team in tenth position wins the whole thing. Imagine that. Well, we've had it in eighth. We've, yeah, we've had it in eighth. <laughs> so imagine extending that to a team that's in tenth position and there's only you know nineteen teams in the league. That's why I think that takes away from the from the prestige of the league to me. I mean, to me, it yeah. does having that, and that's why I prefer the long season format. You know, even if it's just one round, if if they still insist in having the two campeones per you, you, all right. per seed per year, I would still prefer that. I would this, still prefer that, and that each game is that much more. Intense. This would be my proposition. My proposition would be this. You take the, the you know, clausura and apertura, and you take, you add up all the points, and the team that had the most points for those two tournaments gets a star, gets a trophy. And then 
The other one is you still do Ligia and you take the winner of that Ligia and then the winner of the second, you know, half of the season Ligia and you take those two champions and then they have to play each other for the second for the second trophy. I think that would be fair. That that might work. That sounds pretty interesting. But yeah. and then what? Because you got to reward the, the, the best two champions team. play again. <laughs> so play again for the super campeon. If yeah, you, you gotta you gotta you gotta reward the team that was the most consistent. You know what I mean? But, I think it's know, so injustice I, that like a team. I kind of like it, but I feel the first one will be seen as the real champion, and then the second one is like the intercontinental champion. <laughs> the, the TV champion, <laughs> the playoff, the playoff. You know the 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 Tom Brady, the the team that can, that can like win a, under pressure. You know, it'll feel like a second place medal, man. I don't know. It's 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 a really interesting format, but I think it would be cool. I, I, I think the one would be like the real campeon, though, and then the second one just yeah. kind of wouldn't. Um. You know, there's already a lot of cups to be played. I think, I think if they, if they, um, you know, gave, gave it the the respect that they deserved, fans would appreciate it more. Because I, I do think, um, with all the tournaments playing, you don't need everyone to have a playoff. Just long season format. Because I do think it's more intense. The games are more intense. That's why I think, like on average. When you look at the Argentine players, they're like, especially like if you, you see the progression, like from the youth all the way to they're like in their, say like their mid twenties. And so like, if you just take a player from Argentine league, that was just from, from in the league from, he was like 17 to let's say 25. They're, they're more seasoned than the, than the Liga MX. Yeah. Cause they're going to get to play more games. They're going to get to play more classicals. They're going to play more games where relegation was on the line. Uh, or they're going to be in more where you're battling for the campeonato where it's like five five fechas left and there's maybe three teams gunning for it and you can't slip up. So it's this level of pressure that you don't see in Liga MX because Liga MX, you could, you could be on a five-game losing streak and then you win four, and you're in eighth place. You can still qualify or in, to Liguilla. Or in this, and if you make it to Liguilla, tenth place, you then, can even be in tenth place. And then, and then Liguilla sort of like saves the season, which it shouldn't. But it's like people won't really talk trash because oh, you made it to Liguilla, and it's like what? You know what I mean? So I think that that's something that hurts the league, that hurts player development. Yeah, but... at least in my. My way of seeing it. We all know, and uh, I mean, it's been evident that it, it doesn't really matter in Mexico. They care about how much money can they generate, and and Liga format is is obviously the best way. And I I personally well, love Liga. I I find it very more entertaining than uh, like playing the long season format. And the champion could be have already won like you know ten games ago, and then what are you actually fighting for at that point? You know what I mean? Um, well, yeah, for the cups. Because there, there's, there's, like, I mean, if, okay, so if you, like, you have qualification to, Champions to, like, uh, 
you know, Champions League and Europa. then their MLS Cup. It would only and work. And then it, it could be like Copa MX too. It would only work if we got back to Libertadores. I think that's the that one trophy that, man, if we had Libertadores, I think everything would be okay because we would, we would finally be able to measure ourselves to our South American brothers. Yeah, but you know what? A lot of teams aren't taking it serious. I mean, Mexico has always found a way to make it to the semis or finals in Libertadores for the short amount of time that they were invited to that tournament. So I think... It did, but a lot of times they didn't make it out of the group stage. Yeah, but um, I mean, out of four teams out, that went, you still had at least one or two decent representatives. I know, but but um, I think a lot of the teams figured because they would send they would send like youth or reserve or bench to away games. So I mean, they weren't making that much money to justify, you know. And they didn't really care so much about the prestige. Saying like, oh, look, we're doing so good right here. I mean, Cruz Azul did it in 2001 against Boca, right? They went all the way to the final. Um, Pachuca won the Copa Sudamericana. Um, Chivas went to the final. America went to the final. And Tigres went to the final. So, not No, a, not America went to semis. America was semifinal. Was it semis? Oh. Only Cruz Azul, Chivas, and Tigres were finalists. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they were showing highlights of the 15-year anniversary of us beating Boca 4-0, which is going to always be one of those historic memories and and victories in the – at least for for Chivas fans. Um, But I I definitely miss, like, that – that competition because you know the conca conca crap champions league is is just not not as 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 good and uh it's like playing against your little brother you know you're gonna beat him you know (laughs) the mls is like mexico's little brother it's just like yeah 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 like we're gonna it's like when you play you know you let them score a few goals in fifa but you're like you're not even trying you're like all right all right it's time to it's time to stop playing around and then you, you end up like destroying them. You you take the second half serious. Yeah. Uh, I know what I, but I do think if the cup here, if, if it starts becoming successful or having good ratings, which I think it does have the potential. Um, and then I could see them inviting the South American teams and, uh, you know, they've, they've, I think they could do it. Before, you know, I don't know if they still play it, but I know before they would have like Merco Norte, Mercosur Cups. Mm. Um, so, I mean, if the money's there, if they could organize something, I know that like, they would be a little hesitant, maybe, Colmebol, you know, because ultimately they might not want to, but if the money's there sometimes, you, you know, the saying, con, con dinero baila el perro. Uh, so yeah, the money's good. I can see them just and and the format is there or the scheduling is right. Um doing this cup. I'm uh, reading the comments. Luis is saying la molte propiedad es una vergüenza. 
What happened? Uh, Luis is saying cutting out. I think. Oh, Luis is saying that the that the multi ownership is is embarrassing. Is bad. Yeah, like you know, having a same owner for you know Leon and Pachuca, and I think at one point uh, didn't San Luis and America they were owned by the same. No, America owned Necaxa, San Luis, yeah. and even Atlante. Damn. And even Atlante, but uh, they they sold off all the teams. Um, well, I don't say America. I should say Televisa, not America. Televisa owns America. America never owned those teams. It was Televisa, Las Carragas. Um, but, but, I mean, they got a lot of hate. Uh, and people talked about sketchy stuff. But ultimately, they sold off the teams, put them in different venues. I mean, right now you have Grupo Pachuca with two teams, Tuzos and León, and Grupo Orlegi with Santos and Atlas, and Grupo Caliente with, um, they have Tijuana and, uh, I don't know who else. I think they got another team, like, I don't know if it's uh, Mazatlan, but I think they have two teams. But, I mean, it, yeah, it, it sucks, but it, it just goes to show Liga MX just doesn't have, there's just not that much money there. There's not, there's not big companies knocking on the door trying to, trying to invest in teams. That's why, and, and I keep saying it with this whole MLS partnership, because it could open that. Because the money's going to be in TV, and and if there's a tournament that's like getting high ratings and high ratings in in US TV, and it's generating all this money, then of course you're going to want you're going to see like the Comex, uh, the Acrons, and other big companies in Mexico saying, you know what, I think I'm going to invest more, or maybe even buy a team, just because now it's it's you know. It's it's a bigger platform where our stuff is being promoted in. Yeah, I mean the first step would be to get a uni, uni, you know unified TV deal for the whole the whole league, and then sell that as a complete package to you know the U.S. to Europe, you know all these all these parts of the of the world. That way, it's more accessible. Because I know the Gia would would be pretty entertaining for you know Europeans to watch because they would not understand that concept and they'd be like, oh, what the hell? You know, they get so much football though. I doubt they're gonna watch more. It's just yeah, but the time, already the time difference way would work too out. much. During the morning, <laughs> yeah, they would some borracho, some borracho <laughs> in the because the... they would watch our games when it's like you know. Midnight. For the ones for the ones that are uh on our on our rager, you know, two, three in the morning, they'd be watching our, our games like, oh what the hell, these Mexicans are crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I who's just a, think it's who's a, who's this girl Norma? <laughs> <laughs> I just there's too much football. I don't think it would it would work that way where it's like the league would become popular, uh, you know, just outside of outside of um, the U.S. And then it's in the U.S. just because of the big 
mixed population. I just don't see it. I do think, I just do think uh, the best bet is, is you know, uh, a Liga MX, MLS version of Champions League, where eventually they would invite South American teams here because even even the Conmebol knows that and they would want to do that but oh, they yeah. want to be in the they want to be in the driver they want to call the shots cuz they could say right now they could say well we have the teams we have we have the the all the top teams the river the boca the, the you know the brazilian and all the all these other historical teams but but from this side is like well we we have all the all the big sponsors and and yeah. and the we big the ratings money. is <laughs> We have the yeah, we so have that, the the this. Yeah, but I, I think ultimately they would here would win out, you know. Here would would win out, and so then they would like just bend the knee and be like, "All right, let's go play over there." I would say the you only know? thing that would probably hold this kind of idea back would be the scheduling and the distance, because I mean it's I mean imagine you're a team from Canada. And you have to travel all the way to like Chile. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're going like halfway across the globe for a for a game. You know, so it's it's the scheduling aspect of it, and the the traveling would. Be what depends? A... I don't I don't know how far. All right, because like Miami, Miami to like to like Buenos Aires would be like six hours. Oh yeah, obviously, but I mean, I was you know yeah, I was just giving. There's there's no team in Miami. I mean, there is it's David Beckham's team, but they're not. You know, they're not playing it. No. Wait. So you wouldn't want uh, to watch? Um, who's there? Pizarro. I I mean, I'm not. I gonna... mean, what if they had like La Chofis? What if they added? <laughs> what if they added? La Chofis uh... is uh, <laughs> renewing his contract with with Guadalajara. <laughs> with, with... Yeah, baby. Okay, well, what if they had Matias? They hired Matias, and then they had Pizarro and, oh, and brought in. I I don't know. I don't care. Maybe Guardado or something. No. You know how these dudes would go watch. <laughs> I, I really doubt they wouldn't. Like they would be like, "Nah, I was still hate." Um. No, I mean, it it it, it doesn't have to be like a super long tournament, you know. It doesn't have to be like the whole groups and all that. It would have to be a knockout tournament. It would have to be maybe four four teams from each region. You know what I mean? Or a summer tournament and hold it, you know, host yeah, it in the U.S. In the summertime, you got international stuff going on. So I don't think I don't think that'd be a good a good tournament. No, when when the teams when the teams are playing, like you know, like because you know how like um, Chivas played. Remember that. Their hectic summer when they played, oh, yeah, they yeah, played. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's all like. Anyway, they played. They were playing all these top teams. Preseason. She was. Yeah. He was had like a second division team, and they they organized against all these top European teams. I don't know whose brilliant idea that was. I remember they oh. played. They, they literally played uh, <laughs> two games in one day, right? No, no, it was it was back to back. I think it was Atletico Madrid and then Tigres. Yeah, they played in the same day, right? No, no, no. It was like Sunday and then like Monday. No, I think it was the same day, bro. It was like the game was like at two and then the other game was like... 
I don't know. I could be I could be wrong, but I remember it was like two games in the same day. Well, I remember because the one I'm thinking of was when they play Atletico Madrid and and uh, boy boy put in like some of the reserves and and all my chi hermanos yeah. were crying that the team was gonna get washed, and I'm like, dude, he. I think Tigres is up next, and it's for the it's it's for points, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, you want to look good against what Athletic like they're gonna like they're gonna remember. Yeah, <laughs> like, for real. Like they're gonna care, you know. And even if we were to beat them, like it's a it's like a friendly preseason, yeah, it means like nothing. Um, um, but yeah, and and he tied both of those games, or I think he tied, and then they beat Tigres. I don't know, my boy, boy, never got a fair shake, man. <laughs> Tomas, boy. Um, while we're on the topic of a couple things with Chivas, uh, I mentioned Trophy's got his his contract renewed. There are talks about Macias leaving. There's a lot of teams interested. One team's from France, Lille. And the other team is from Germany, Dortmund. How, how I think Dortmund would buy him, how, and I think the French team would want like some some type of loan. The, the the problem is, I mean, it's I know that Dortmund have been watching him. They even showed it on their you know documentary. But not with Haaland there. Haaland is is the hottest striker in the world right now, and he's only nineteen. Like they can they, they can do they can have a partnership. I mean, I don't know who else is his. Uh, I don't know how many, how 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 deep the uh, the striker pool is, but he would be polishing his boots. I don't think Macias would be a starter if he went to Dortmund right now. And also, like, what's the rush? You know, he's barely getting his first like legit season with Chivas as a starter. Like, what's the rush? I know we we just got back um, Saldivar from loan. He's finally back on the squad. He should have never left in the first place. But you know, it's not. Bad. It doesn't hurt to have a little bit of competition. Macias needs true, to prove true. himself some more. Macias hasn't done much to deserve European European trips. So what? he needs to do more. <laughs> He's done plenty, man. Come on. Chiquis, you make it seem like every player that goes that goes to Europe is is some type of crack crack. Well, well, no, they, well they need to. They need to be. They need to be something. No, they don't. Chiquis, come on. They have they, to... Well, how many times do we see Mexican players go over there and then they don't do jack and then they come back with their tail between their legs and then all what the they, Mexican fans it, over here are all disappointed it, and upset. We, That's going to happen. It depends how they go, but no, it depends how you go. Because it's like sometimes. No, it depends what who goes. It depends the quality that goes. Like, no, I, I agree. Pulido didn't have the quality. Pizarro doesn't have the quality. If he goes, yeah, but, he's probably but, gonna. But you can see, look, there's, there's a thing with Puli. They took him because he left on free. They were like, "All right, jump on board. You're free," and they got money out of him. So they didn't really care. He was never really meant, you know. And and so it's different, like I'm saying with Macias, they've been tracking him for a while. They've been following him. And so a, a team that does that, they're more likely to give you a fair shot. 
you know, and as you just went because it's some type of a deal, like the promoters are doing some type of a deal where they're, they're just going to, you know, move you around and to make some money. I, uh, Tigres will buy anyone that comes back from. Well, I would, if he, they'll pay if he gets some assurances, if he gets some assurances and he sees that he's not going to be polishing Holland's boots or whatever, and he goes and he's going to get, some, <laughs> he sees like a spot for him to take. It's going to be very highly likely for him to grab and get some good playing time. Then yeah, sure. Let's go. I'm with, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with Chiquis on this one. I think that he needs to establish himself more. I mean, this just reminds me of Linus. You know, he barely had, you know, 50 games for America before they sold him to Betis, and, and that hasn't really, you know, flourished for him. Yeah, and, but didn't they, they change coaches and all that? Yeah, but, I mean, Macias he is got barely... got sacked he, like five he, games in. He barely had his first, like, legit season as professional uh, when he was Same at... with Chicharo. He was at, uh, at Leon. And now he's barely, like... Let him let him win some silverware with like why don't why why did Chivas always sell their players before they do they accomplish anything with the club? Chicharo didn't accomplish anything with the club. We sold our best player. We couldn't even he, use him for the Well, yeah, he, he did was, get the goal, he didn't goal score. Yeah, yeah, he I mean, did. Tied with, we tied, tied it, with but he's. Well, I mean, because that that, that that was legit. I, I'll give that to him. It's I'd still like to see him more there at Chivas, but with that goal scoring title, um, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm especially not gonna, since it was Manchester United. Yeah, it was Manchester United. I'm not going to regret the move, but I mean, I think like the fact that he left without really, you know, he didn't win the league title. He we he didn't help us in Libertadores in the final, even though he was like the main reason why we, that we was, got so far. Yeah, that was that was the that was a mistake. You know, yeah, because they could have kept him for that. They could have been like. We'll sell them after. And, and you know, let's and, not forget and, that our relationship with Macias has been rocky. You know what I mean? When he went to Leon, he talked a lot of shit about Chivas. And then now yeah, he's... We, we cut Pelayas now, too. And now he's back. Things and, over. Yeah, now he's back and we made all these signings and it was, you know, it was the Super Chivas and, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to win this league. And, and you know, because of the COVID, obviously, we haven't been able to, to actually see this whole season play out. And now he's gonna now he's gonna get sold like oh man we didn't even get to like taste we, we always knew we always knew he was it wasn't ever gonna be for the long run yeah, you know but... especially because his contract's about to about to end uh, so yeah I, and I do think he could leave for free so I, I do think um it's either make some money or or lose him or make none um, but I see. you know Chiki was talking about. The Savage Mazatlan account. And so I saw this tweet right now. And Chapas was saying, um, Arrebatar es quitar algo con violencia. Y la violencia no es algo para presumir. O no. They were, they were responding to a, a banner that Mazatlan says, We're here. Hashtag Arrebatando. And, uh, Mazatlan replies, "You're still alive." <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. They still got a Twitter right. account. <laughs> they do. They do. Wow. Oh man, that was. Wow. Who was this? Who was this? Chiapas. Huh? Oh, Chiapas. You're still alive, Carlos. damn. That's that's me. That was brutal, Bro, man. I, I thought they were. Give them a like. Dude. They put hashtag arrebatando. 
that's that's yeah that's they are i think that's that's their campaign but you know as funniest and it provides lulls it's still not the right way to go about it man dude that's like um, uh man i just took a screenshot of their i just took a screenshot of their profile i want to see if they go up or down in followers they have like yeah i was gonna 60, ask that you know for, for, for twitter i get it like the shit talking i get it but ultimately i hope that they're doing some type of grassroots with the with the people in Mazatlan, because if you're from there you know why would you want to invest in this team that just popped up and you don't know they're going to be around in a year or two everybody's too busy uh watching baseball in sinaloa yeah sinaloa sinaloa (laughs) big Yeah, I, I don't know, man. And, and, and looking at their colors, I'm guessing their uniform might be similar to Inter Milan, huh? No, it's purple. A lot of a lot of the pochas are liking it, though, what, I see. What's what similar? Because they also have black. So they have purple, white, and black. So I'm guessing they might have, like, a similar... They... I do know uh, Inter is blue, but, like, Monterrey is already blue and white. So these guys might have, like, the black shorts and socks. And then, like, the striped, we'll see uh, I'm guessing, happens. the striped jersey. Yeah. It, it seems like they're kind of trying to embrace this, you know, this bad boy persona. Like, yeah, we, we're the assholes and we, we know it. And what? You know what I mean? We're from, like... Hmm. We're from, like, narco territory, you know? Don't fuck with us. I think that's, like, the attitude and the the type of vibe that they're putting off. You know, maybe they're going to be, like, the Oakland Raiders of, of Liga Mekis. Who knows? MFC, they're calling their team MFC. It's very... That's very, very like you know? Well, hey, there's a cup being played... Sooner or later, man. MFC versus LAFC. It's just why would you do Boom. why would you do Mazatlan FC? That's not Spanish. Hey, wouldn't you want to travel if like I know Chiquis was thinking and he wants to cover the game and he'll go to the beach resort. Yeah, go to the beach. And that stadium looks nice. That's brand new and if they're smart, they'll have really, really hot cheerleaders. Oh, that's <laughs> All of the teams have it, man. No, you should, see the, the, you should see the cheerleaders they have for um, baseball in the Dominicana Republicana. Oh my god, dude! I would go to the baseball games just to, just for the show. Just for the show, man. Just for the show. Damn. Um, another rumor with players' movement is uh, Cesar Montes. It looks like Valencia are very serious about. Getting him four million euros. Four million euros, man. That's, that's about five million dollars. That's pocket change for Chivas. Give or take. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Monterrey is not going to sell him for that low, knowing that there will no, be no, but, but, clubs but in, I don't be, think, I don't think Turco likes him, and I don't know if there's been a push from other teams to get him. And then you also have to see if he wants to go abroad and and you go always negotiate, like, keep a percentage or have some type of clause, and then you can still make money. Well, it seems like because of COVID that the ridiculous prices on 
on on these players have sort of gotten down. I wanted. I always wanted Montes as one of the players on my shopping list or my Christmas list, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I just, I don't think that would I be possible. Know that Monterrey being Monterrey, and I, I just know that another team in Mexico would be willing to pay it more, and they'll probably just do that. Why don't I think I think they would listen to the player though if he wants to leave. I think they would. You know. I mean, you know, the player doesn't have, really have much of a of a voice in Mexico. I mean, no, that's that's a lie, man. Come on, well, Dave. look at Pizarro. Pizarro didn't even have any input when he went to no, Monterrey. He didn't have a choice. He he was sold to Monterrey. He didn't even know. But this is the thing. I I think because. The whole deal was like shaky since the beginning because just the way he went, he went from Grupo Pachuca. So it, it all went from Grupo Pachuca to to Chivas, you know, and I don't know if Chivas uh, ever paid, paid the full amount. And so, no, because we sent, you know, uh, one of the, we sent Portugal the, the other way, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but that was just 10. You still would owe seven. Mm. Seven million. So that was the other thing that they we, were we... saying, "Hey, chip up, man." And Chivas was like, "Hey, we don't have money, you know." So <laughs> here was Monterrey just waving cash, and they're like, "Just sell them, then." But yeah, I mean, it happens. But like, even Pizarro, like, how many other, how many other, you know? Stories like that do you have? There's there's really not that many. And then with Pizarro, did he ever like even say anything? He seemed to have gone along with it. No, he said that he had no, I, I, he, he talked about how like he never got a thank you, no no goodbye, no nothing. They just said, Hey, you're gone. And I mean, this happens in Mexico time and time again. Like look at uh Guli Peña, he cried. He was on. He he went had a. He started crying when he found out he was going to Chivas, man. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, and that's the thing. Uh, but they were saying like he knew because he was already having problems. So the the whole thing was that that Grupo Pachuca sort of sent damaged goods to to Chivas, which they kind of did again with that other guy. Uh, is it Pocho Guzman or who is it? Yeah, Pocho Guzman. Because it ended up having yeah. Drug, so drug they issues. they knew they already knew. So with, they already knew that Kulid was you know was a borracho man. Yeah, they knew he, he was hitting the bottle yeah. hard, and they they sent him out and and um yeah that was part it's of crazy. it. Crazy has had a, such a crazy career because I mean the first couple of games with Chivas he was solid. And then he just yeah know, the, the first I, I he's, he was the leading scorer yeah. the first season he played with them he did like twelve goals and then out of nowhere you know he just pew and then ends up going to freaking uh, he ends Rangers up, was it he ends up going to Scotland man what the <laughs> hell <laughs> yeah to Troncastle man that's just um, how is it possible that a player like Guli Peña is in Europe. Because of the, the coach. 
And the coach, have, I forgot, was it Matosas? What was the coach? It was. Uh, he had been in Mexico and he went over there and. Was it Cachina? Yeah, threw away their. No. Threw away their champion, Champions League. Uh, they lost against some random teams and. Yeah. They had like their Champions League playoffs and then they, they couldn't win it. And that's just a lot of money for a team like Rangers to miss out on Champions League, even if they're just in group stage. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's had a crazy two troncos, man. I know, man. <laughs> there's been there's been some players that Chivas bought that were just some of the worst signings ever. Like uh, Angel Reina, one of the worst signings ever. Reina was good, but yeah, but it was baggage, his attitude as well. Baggage. Yeah, because he had that one decent season. You know, and uh, and then man, toxic dude right there making shit up. <laughs> so, um, as far as Morelia goes, they're saying that they're gonna try and bring them back, but in the second division, and then hopefully get back to the first division. That was. Did uh, they, they get their, did they get their Twitter account back? Fantasma Figueroa said it on his IG live. Yeah, but Fantasma, I don't think, was he with, I know he's a former player, Chileno, but does he have any stock on the team or is just, is that just him, you know? I think it's just like. Trying to give the fans a little hope. He's just, you know, he's just little hope. Real quick, uh, you guys know Alan Pulido. He had some. Um, he was. Uh, what happened? Someone was insulting him or something. Pulido. Pulido. Oh, he, he, Someone's yeah, always Pulido. insulting him, cheeky. Okay, so so Pulido had a story about him driving around with a Ferrari, and somebody was insulting him, and then he made this other video of him, like in his shorts, pulled up, you know, high, like he always does, dancing. And okay, I'll admit this dude has some moves. <laughs> But uh, I guess that was in response, right, to uh, all the haters. Well, he he got in trouble because he was he got a speeding ticket in Kansas City. Oh, he did? Yeah, he was going over two hundred kilometers an hour. So this okay. So I don't know. I, this is that's my understanding of the story. He got he got in trouble or whatever. But like he didn't really care. So he just so he just responded with this dancing video. I don't know if that's just like a you know. I saw a, I saw the video. Story. I saw the video, but I didn't know he was trying to you know respond to someone. Uh, oh really? Okay. But so I might be mistaken. Yeah he he got it he got a speeding ticket for going a hundred over a hundred miles an hour in his Ferrari over there in Kansas. Mm. Okay, I thought he was responding to like the haters or something. I have no idea. Um... For those that are watching uh, the Il Iguia, it's it's starting uh, on, I think it's starting on Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday. The the eight teams that made it to the Il Liga MX, quartos de final, Toluca, Atleti San Luis, Leon, Santos, 
Chivas, América, Puebla, and Pachuca. And they're saying that if America ends up winning this E Liga, that they're gonna count it towards a real real trophy. <laughs> they probably would, man, knowing them. <laughs> another another Pro Eighty Five. Uh, <laughs> they would have to star there, man. It's the only time I've seen like Puebla make Liguilla is in a uh, is in FIFA. You could say the same for Atleti San Luis as well. Anything else that you guys have this week? Yes. Uh, El Maestro Galindo, who had a, said a heart attack. He had a stroke. He had a stroke. He appears to be in better health now. So that's, that's, that's pretty good. good news. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah, last I heard he was recovering. He's recovering, I don't know. I think uh, the earthquakes tweeted that out. It's good to know. It's good to hear. Yeah, they said, uh, update on Benjamin Galindo. He is awake, alert, and speaking to family. And he's still uh, he's still in Guadalajara. Um, as far as anything goes, if if there is any other any other topics that our listeners want to hear. Just leave it in the comments, and we'll we'll address it in the next episode. Uh, we're about an hour and some change in. Obviously, with with the league being on holds, the uh, amount of of news and stuff that we can talk about is is quite limited. But obviously, it's been a, a quite a carousel with with teams switching ownerships and transferring, and it's just a. Uh, a little bit unfortunate right now, and I think it's all because of the fact that you know no team right now is really generating money, so teams that were already low on cash are starting to dry up, and before they do that, they're just getting absorbed by another franchise that will take advantage of this of this opportunity. At least that's the way I'm I'm reading these things. I don't think that we would see as many, you know, teams scrambling like this if it wasn't for for the, you know, COVID. I think this is just like a just a series of unfortunate events. There's this uh, there's this Twitter account called Forza Monarca, and it's. Talking about the uh, a project for a Liga de Desarrollo, so they're trying. To, I think they're trying to get uh, football still in Morelia. Um, 
they're trying to activate a, fran a franchise. I'm just creating it. Yeah, that, that would be good. It sounded like it would be a lesser, uh, not like a first division or some type of lesser club. Oh, uh, Oribe Peralta is going to have a press conference tomorrow. That's right. His contract should be up. So it sounds like... It's going to be Mazatlan's, Mazatlan's key signing. You think he'll retire or you think he's going to announce a new team? It, it, I'm kind of sad if he does, man. I know he, he tried so hard to make a splash with Chivas. You know, he wanted to go out on top. Yeah, I wanted him to have him. that. He was trash. He was trash. <laughs> well, I mean, wanting him, being able were two different things. You know, I understand that. But for a player that gave so much to a, to Max, you know, I, I think it's just unfortunate. I don't think he was ever able to, because he had like a lesion or something that had been dragging him since he was at Ame. I don't think he was able, able to surpass that. But it would have been... I mean, you want to see some of these players that that just, you know, brought so much joy and success, at least have their one last hurrah, and, and it kind of sucks that it just fizzled out pretty bad. Honestly, so, the, I mean, it, the, the biggest person to blame is, is Chivas because he was loaned out to us for Copa Libertadores yeah. way back in the day. Oh, yeah. And then... When it came time where, you know, he was, excuse me, he was killing it with Santos and he was killing it with the uh, Selección. Well, by the time he was playing with Santos, it was too late because I just think Kame just negotiated better with him. They, uh, they beat us by one million, the bid. It was between Chivas and America and America bid one more million than us. And, you know, I, I, I do wonder what would have happened if Chivas would have ended up Owning him instead of America, and probably not as good, man. You think so? <laughs> yeah, just because Ame was more consistent, you know, as far as Chivas with all the constant changing of coaches and all that. I do think it affected a lot of players, like even players like Carlos Fierro, where you're a team that every other season it's a different coach, different playing system, different philosophy. You know, I, I think it affects to a, I guess to a certain degree. And then and then just not having the right teammates a lot of times. You know, not having players that are going to be able to to help you, you know. I think Perata was the player that we needed at that time, man, cuz we didn't really have no, definitely, but we, we, we didn't have any, Chivas had any players juice. had the players around him. Yeah. It's sort of like Pulido, remember? He was like, when he started complaining that Chivas didn't have players, like, you know, he's like, hey, because they were bringing in pure youth. But when they were bringing in the youth from Santos, and it's like, hey, man, there's no one here to... Like, who's going to help me? That's basically what he was saying. Mm -hmm. I need to score goals, man, and there's a bunch of noobs. Yeah. 
was like, hey, man, you're the leader of the team. I, I agree with you, but you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> Just, you know, because then what message are you sending to the, to, okay, I don't, I don't trust you guys. <laughs> We're going to suck. I better say something. Um, so, yeah, that was one of my, my, you know, things with bully. Where it's like, dude, you, you're the leader, man. You're not supposed to say we, you know. You're supposed to say I got this. He, he you know, never, hold my beer, man. He never wanted that leadership, was, though. No, he wasn't that that type, you know. Where it's like, you know, out of my way, man. Here, hold my jacket. Which <laughs> watch me. I got. Remember, a chick is what I remember. You're 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 too young, Jaime. Remember that commercial for the that old Simon Says. Do you remember that that Simon Says thing? It was like a circle. With like yeah. three three things, four, you had right? to, they would light up and you had to follow the patterns. I remember yeah. What Simon was it called? Do you, do you remember what it <laughs> was called? Simon though? Says. It was Simon Says. But, yeah. All right, but do you remember the commercial? Oh, I don't remember the commercial. It's like some kid either. walking with like a members only jacket. And then you'll take it off and you give it to a girl like, hold, hold my jacket. I'm about to handle the Simon Says. <laughs> and there's like a, Hold my jacket. There's like a crowd. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's how bully should have been, man. Like, and I'm I got this, right you now. know. Yeah, he gives it to the girl. I'm watching it right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, you know, but that's like the attitude, you know, like sort of like Slatan when he arrives to Galaxy and he's like, you're what, welcome. what number championship am I winning? He was saying, is this the number six or something? No, he took out a you know he took out a full page in the L.A. Times. Yeah, I saw it. And he just said, He's, "You're welcome." Yeah, but see, that's that's kind of the attitude you need, like that kind of overconfidence and all that. And I I think that's what's lacking with Bully, because he's he does have, he's he is, he's talented and he's he works on his physique, but he's he's missing that other part. He knows how to. Escape a kidnapping. I mean, he knows, he knows kung fu, man. He's kung fu hustle. But nowadays, everybody's on TikTok, man. Even El Matador Hernandez is on TikTok, and I'm not gonna lie, his TikToks are actually pretty good. I don't know if you've seen them. I only seen one where he's he's wearing a wig and he's With taking off J-Lo? different wigs. No, I don't. He's like looking in the mirror, and then oh, uh, he's he's it was really quick. He's wearing his wig. And then J Lo pulls it off his hair. It was it was actually really good for being his first step video. I'm like, damn, that was actually pretty good. Hey, was it J Lo doing it, or it was just like a clip? It was a clip. From something you know, it was else. Like a, it was a, like a mashup. But uh, nowadays, man, that's what you do. You don't want to go to Europe. You don't. You just you're cool. You just you just want to get paid and, and make TikTok videos. Well, there's, <laughs> well, there's a lot of money. No, I don't think it's about going to Europe because because this guy's like retired. I mean, so you could be Luis Hernandez and then get like, like someone to help you with your social media and make it pop and you're making good money because you, you attracted this many people or, or you could take the saga route. Or you, 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 you can start your own OnlyFans page and start selling dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> Only fans. That's where Saga is headed to, man. I, the, I think I, uh, I, I missed. I missed. I missed the pod when 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 you guys were talking <laughs> about that. But and, and you know, I was like, but and I remember I went because I was, I I forgot what happened. I wasn't able to do it. But I was thinking 
the second time, it, this was on purpose, man. Uh, he enjoyed all the all like all the attention he was getting. I'm pretty sure he he did it on purpose. Ooh. He's like he's like hey, it's dying out. I need I need to get attention again. There was a a photo that I saw. It was pretty funny. It was like uh the top goal scorers for like some of the biggest stadiums in the world and Zage is the one that has the most goals in El Azteca. Oh yeah. Like seven, is it? A hundred and sixty nine goals. Oh, I thought in a match. Throughout. No, no, like just in that stadium. Like Oh yeah, well because there was the Gold Cup. There was a, a Gold Cup ninety I think it was ninety three gold no wait ninety five gold cup it was ninety three yeah no but... ninety three ninety three gold cup and he he uh, he killed a bunch of teams there so there was like it was like a photo of like Zage Azteca and Barbie Charlton at the Old Trafford and like Pele and you know like you know it was like at least like five or six players and uh, oh. the, f- the first comment is like well like. How do you determine who's like the best striker? Like out of all of these, he's like, oh, they just measure it in, in inches. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's tiger, dude. It's tiger. Oh man. <laughs> no, I'm glad for Luis Hernandez, though, man, because he was he was doing he had fallen pretty low, man. You don't want to be. You don't want to be at the fan fest, which they they hold those outside of the Moleto games oh, yeah. in the parking lot. You don't want to be like standing there in front of the, you know, in front like, of the what is it, the Western Union tent, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to I get people seen, to come and they take seen, a picture with you, yeah, five bucks, <laughs> and then they, it's not even free. They get, they charge you like five bucks, man, and it's like you're almost like the inflatable doll there, you know. <laughs> I remember going to a Mexico game and it was, I think it was Ramon Ramirez. He was, he was at one of those sad ass little, State little farm. <laughs> and you can tell he's just, like, just, he's just like, oh, yeah, man. man, he's just like one step below <laughs> holding a tray, handing out like, you know, wieners or something. And you know, like snacks. <laughs> the one I went to in San Antonio, Luis it was 15 was minutes. Doing, he was doing trivia. He was doing trivia Ooh. questions with the fans. I think Luis Hernandez was. Yeah. And Raul, Brind- Raul Brindis, the Pepito, the guy on the radio. <laughs> with the radio. Yeah, but he has a radio they, have, show. they have to do that, man, to, to get some more money because a lot of them, they didn't invest properly. I know I know Luis Hernandez was driving like a Ferrari when he came to, uh, to what was it, with the Galaxy? I know, I know, um, I know Campos had one given to him on his contract. I don't know if Hernandez was like, hey, give me the same one. Give, give me the same contract. But I mean, dude, you're spending all this money and he would take flights to Max almost every other, you know, and it's probably charter flights or at least, you know, getting on a G5 or whatever. Um, but then it's like your career ends and it's like, do you really spend all your money on on all these luxuries when when you were balling? Yeah. Which is why 
You know, the thing was saying, like the velas, the chicharos, they're not going to have that problem. They just have the uh, image problem of being mental midgets. <laughs> well, I don't care, man. If you're that, are you, you going to care? Yeah, you care. Uh, <laughs> I, po- I posted the photo. Look so- at all, look at all. Man, I, I, I bet Chicharito went through a bunch of stress, like when he made the move. Like he probably had weeks of like trying to justify himself and sleepless nights and trying to make himself feel better and mental coach sessions with his guy and stuff. I, that seems extreme, man. I don't. I believe it. I think that uh, it was he, rocky. He, it was rocky. He definitely returned from Europe with his tail between his legs and. Uh, you know, he's trying to put a positive spin on it. and I, 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 uh, Wait, you guys are missing one part. You guys are missing one part. He had just gotten married, and his wifey he, uh, was about to blow up. He knocked up so his now there's a little, little chicharito. No, he knocked up they his got girlfriend, married, and, they, and then they had a They got married wedding. here in San, San Diego. They got married in San Diego right before Amolero. And so I knew it when, right when they got married here. I like, already knew it, man. So writing was on the wall. <laughs> so I mean, I think that's the other chapter of his life. Yeah, he's not, he's not a, a single guy anymore, man. Now he has to do he's what's best for bank, his family. Though, he's making well, bank over there. There you go. How much money is he making? He's make, he was make, he was making bank before ever coming to the MLS. Oh yeah, he was that making was uh, 145,000 uh, pounds. Uh, a week he, he could have had 10 kids and he would have been set without going he could have like retired no but his thing was going to drop because because his productivity had dropped and he no. wasn't going to get that big contract anymore no he could have retired then instead of going to mls he could have been done he could have retired why would you for life he'd have been set for life you're talking about money He's... like you like you justify all these moves to mls like all oh, they need to be set these dudes are set the minute they went to Europe and got these huge contracts. The minute nah, they like, the minute they leave Mexico, they're, they're set, dude. No, they don't need they don't need MLS need to be set for life. No, a, a okay, Who's Rafa Marquez, Rafa Marquez, man, what happened there? Well, his money. No was way, that Narcos. dude is set, and he was in Barcelona, man. <laughs> he didn't Chiquis, get set going. On, he didn't get set going to New York, did he? Chiquis. Yeah, that's he didn't been, get set going to New York. Well, more to my point, because it's not as easy as it sounds. I, this is the, the, the true saying. The well, more dude, you make, you the more you spend. Well, that's that's their own fault. But they, they are set for life as a professional soccer player. Like, I don't know here, about for life, We're, man. we're over to, here you talking about professional to, soccer players. These dudes, it, these dudes can it depends have because money coming out the ears. It, it depends, like, okay, how, how many properties, how many cars, all of that stuff, you know? And if how, how many those guys are pretty modest. order Uber Eats a week? Uber. <laughs> 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 nah, they just go shopping at those high end. I don't know. I don't know if you ever seen the pictures when they go shopping uh, before the Moleros or after, and they go to oh, all yeah. these really high end stores like Gucci and all that. They're wearing the three hundred dollar t shirt. They make all that shit in a week, man. They're they're making millions. Yeah, but see, you already spent it. That's why I'm saying a lot of times when they retire, they don't have they don't have like that money anymore. Like like um that America striker, the Paraguayo. Um 
Cabañas? Cabañas, man. He's, I mean, Cabañas got shot in the head. Like, That's a different story, man. He, <laughs> he wished, Yeah, but you know, he, he was he was like the top for years. He was like the top striker, and he now he makes bread. He ends up like yeah, with his family. Nothing against that, you know. But now he's like he's broke, boys. Just hus- hustling, hustling conchas, could, and you know. I could use I could use some bread right about now, bro. He, mm-hmm. He's. Some, yeah, some and, I mean, see, Chiqui, Chiqui's, come on, man. You just wanted to see Chicharro I mean, at the... Think about it. The, You've been doing it your whole tent. life. Now you get to do it at a at a lesser, you know, lesser quality, less stress, and you're still getting paid to kick around the ball, I guess, you know. It's just... I think he's always, Chiqui wants to see Bully in the tent. <laughs> that's, that's Chiqui's thing. Five years, ten years tent. from now. <laughs> yeah, you go to Amolero and he's going to be at the one of the tents at the fan fest. Oh. <laughs> you'll be at La Que Buena radio doing quiz. <laughs> I'll laugh at him, man. I'll be so, I'll be, you, that'd be so be at the, I, I, were, I were and Fitch where they have to stand without their camisa. Oh, yeah. You'll be pulling his shorts all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> It's sad, man. I'm sad for these dudes. Pisadro also. It's just sort of like cringe, man. It's not good. So does that. Uh, I guess that's the. Uh, another news: Dedos Lopez is going to Toluca. Yes, I, I think to be with Chepo. To be reunited with Chepo. Hey, Toluca was doing pretty good. Well, at least massive improvement from the La Volpe team, and I forgot the other coach. They had turned Toluca into a joke, man. Everyone was going into the Devil's Cauldron, man. And just slapping them around. Didn't an MLS team go in there and like um, put four or five? It was uh, it was the team yeah, where Pulido is just... sporting Kansas four 0 Yeah, everyone just getting whooped. But um, I think Chepo he's he's rebounding as coach, it's and a, um, he's, he's getting he's, his boys back. He's recruiting uh, Fing- Chivas players, you know. He, he, yeah, well, Finger is twenty seven, so that's. You know, he's getting a, not a veterano, but like, you know, a player that's been around. Yeah, another another Chivas player is uh, Carlos Cisneros. He, uh, he's also joined Toluca on loan, so Chepo's trying to, I don't know, use some of the well, the players that he, he's already you know, familiar he, with. They didn't get, he didn't get much credit, but when Chepo and... And Nestor returned to Chivas, and they put a pretty decent team with, like, small budget. And and, and people just seem to forget it did make the semifinals. And it's like it got swept under the rug. It's like, hey, they built a team with a small budget that made the cup final, the one that Cuauhtémoc won with Puebla. Oh, and, yeah. And, but they played, it with the, they played it with the reserves. Uh, and then they made, they made semifinal. 
Uh, and it's like, hey, that's that's good for a team that had gone like, I don't know if it was two or three years without even Liguilla or like four years without even going to semis. Yeah. And uh, fans just forgot, man. It's just so weird. They just swept it under the rug and they went through this whole narrative of like the team's in relegation, like if it was his fault. And I was like, what, where's all this coming from, man? Why are my Chivas hermanos buying into this hype? I don't know why we always we always get. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a it's a hate love relationship <laughs> with with Guadalajara. Right now, it's true. It's the highs. You know, we got a squad. Um, but you know, Dena Dena seems like he's the right choice. Yeah. And and um. With Pelias, but but just just the last last on Chepo, I do think he's gonna, you know, write the boat with Toluca. I do think they're gonna be going into this, uh, what is it, post COVID torneo. I do think uh, they're gonna be more competitive. Oh, and it was actually funny fact. It was actually Dena that uh, said the league is going to return on the 15th of July, but no other, nobody else has said anything about it. He's the only one that's speaking up about it. So we he might... didn't get the memo, dude. Huh? He didn't get the memo of like, Hey, don't say anything. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's... You're not supposed to he say didn't anything. read it all the way through. <laughs> hey guys, guess what? Cause I mean, we're starting to see, uh, the Portuguese Portuguese league is back. I know La Liga's coming back this weekend. Bundesliga's been back. Bundesliga's back. I think the Premier League's coming back too. So, you know, uh, July 15th seems uh, pretty realistic. Although, I don't know how the situation in Mexico is looking. It's, it's not looking good. Not just because of COVID, but because of social injustice. Like in Jalisco, like they're just like lighting cops on fire and stuff. So... I don't know if they can realistically like go back to to playing football. Well, maybe that's what they need, football, so people can, you know. Can chill out? Yeah. It's also, like, what the hell happens to Morelia's season? Are they... <laughs> Is it? Are they gonna legit just let uh this Mazatlan team? Are they just gonna let them take over, or are they just pulled out for the rest of the season? Do they even have a squad? Like I have so many questions. Are they just moving the players from Morelia to Mazatlan, or are they starting from scratch? I'm no. I'm guessing if if they even have the Twitter account, they probably have like the you know the whole the whole squad and I guess whoever comes in as GM or coach will decide uh, which players are keeping and who they're booting. Shaggy. Because that that was a pretty decent squad, you know? Yeah. They weren't weren't no pushovers. So, I mean, you wouldn't want to dismantle that. And if you have some, some money coming in, then you build upon that with two or three quality signings. 
clearly see. managed to bring in first team squad. Horrible. <laughs> Good take. Um, yeah, I don't know. Their website doesn't have anything. Not yet, huh? I'm going off wiki. I do think that they might have one, one uh, bomba, one bomba signature. They're going to have their, uh, what they call it in MLS, designated player. <laughs> yeah, probably from abroad, probably from from Argentina or Yo, somewhere like that. How crazy would it be if they legit just said, hey, we just signed like a really big player from like Europe. That would be crazy. Well, like, like a Jensen, Gignac. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Too risky. Too risky. I, I think you, you could get like a Ecuadorian or Paraguayan international cheaper and more reliable. What if they, what if they signed Diabala? Diabala was, uh, oh, he was he, rocking the Mexico shirt. <laughs> he was rocking the Mexico jersey, eating tacos. Like he's basically a Mexican now. We should uh, <laughs> we should ask if he'll switch countries. No, it's too late. He already put on the Albi Celeste. Yeah, no, no. I think... He was he was eligible to play for three countries. He was eligible to play for Italy, uh, Poland, and Argentina because of his. Yeah. Uh, because of his, um, I think he's Polish. One of his parents, huh? Or yeah. grandparents. Yeah. And that's crazy to be eligible to play for three countries. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Gio, Gio was the same because he was born in Mexico. Uh, his dad's Brazilian. And then he grew up in Spain. And so I think they had talked about, you know, uh, putting him in the under-20 for Spain, I think. And he he turned it down. I'm not too sure. Uh, or, and then Neri, Neri Castillo, because yeah. I think he was in Uruguay. Greece long enough. Greece. Yeah. Every, and he was there long enough. And I, he also had Italian citizen. Um, through his mom. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, so he had that too. So he was born in Mexico, but then he grew up in Uruguay. And so he had like the double nationality. And then um, he left Greece at really young. Yeah, he was like 13. 15, I think. I think. Yeah, really young. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a bit older. Maybe, uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so he had all that. Yeah, so there's there's always been a few dudes like that. I think Crazy, um, yeah. probably the one that made the biggest mistake was Diego Costa going to Spain instead of Brazil. I think that was a pretty big, pretty big deal. Didn't he win the World Cup though? With... No, he did not win the World Cup. That was uh, no Diego Costa. That was recent, recent times. Who was the? They had who was he like a Colombiano? Who was he? They had a, they had like a. Was it a defender? Who was it? 
Wait, when they Spain won the World Spain had like a nationalized player. Nah. You sure? Yeah, when, when, where's Jon when we need him? I'll, I'll look it up right now, but I don't I don't think so. Uh, Spain. Uh, nah, man, everybody was Spanish. <laughs> Senna? It was Senna. Senna? Yeah, but he played in the 2006 World Cup and he won the Euro Cup in oh. 2008. Okay. Yeah, I remember that guy. Sounds familiar. What was he, though? I don't remember his nationality. How do you spell his name? Oh, Marco Senna. He is Brazilian. Yeah, he was uh played for Villarreal. There you go. Yeah, you're right. He was from Sao Paulo, Brazil. But I don't think he made the uh the World Cup. But he did win the the Euro with them. All right, travels. It's time, it's to, my it's time to wrap now. it up. Yes. All right, I'll cue the music. Uh, thank you guys for being on the show today and all the listeners, obviously, for, for tuning in. This These stories will continue to develop with with Mazatlan for sure and, and the possibility of Querétaro being uh, sold to Atlante, but uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Cantina MX podcast. Um, so you guys can stay tuned. Um, but thank you guys for, for hopping on today. Check out Instagram. I just f- posted a funny video. <laughs> Under the same name, right? Cantina. Cantina, Cantina MX. MX pod- yeah. All right, everyone. Have a great night.